Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the catch made by another former Buckeye. That's Ted King Jr. First down to the 15. This is the Full Press Coverage Panthers podcast on a beautiful Saturday morning where sports are back live. Real sports, not like cornhole cornhole tournaments, not soccer in Europe. We've got baseball actually underway. We have NBA starting soon. I am joined today by Ian Glendon. Um, He hosts our morning podcast, uh, FPC Live in the Mornings. You can catch that. He also hosts our uh, Bucks podcast. So, Ian, thank you for joining us today. All right, so we're two days into this. How have you so far enjoyed the live sports that are finally back? Uh, honestly, it's it's taken a little bit to get used to. Um, <laughs> it's been so long since we haven't had it, so I got to get back into the routine yeah. of, uh, you know, I had to look up what channel ESPN was on my on my uh, cable provider. I I really don't know it. I I I, I, I started my cable account not too long before. Um, 
or at the end of last year. So I never really learned the channels. I never watch TV now except for sports. So it took a little time to have to go back and try to find what's what's what. So um, (laughs) it's going to take some adjusting, but I'm happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally excited for this. It was, you know, it was good to see debates, you know, last night about Mm -hmm. there was some controversial umpire call, and it's like, I get that people are complaining, but like, good lord, I've never been so excited to see people complaining about a bad call from an umpire. Like, thank God we're back at this point. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I want to go with, with the start of this. So today, for those of you listening, um, you know, FPC Panthers podcast, we're going to be doing a lot of NFC South discussion. So we're going to get into some Falcon stuff. We're going to get into some Bucks stuff. We're going to get into some Saints stuff as well as definitely some Panthers stuff. But Ian, I want to kind of just ask you generic this morning. I look right now at the COVID crisis happening and how this is impacting NFL. And this isn't going to get political, but I think it, and I don't care which way people view this thing politically, but I think you have to acknowledge the political climate that is in each state individually because I think that's going to have a substantial impact on what the 2020 football season looks like. Like, I do not think that the LA Rams or the LA Chargers will have fans in seats Mm -hmm. this year at all. I think those stadiums are going to be completely empty. But I think the NFC South, these Southeastern type uh, teams where you're in much more conservative states where they're treating this crisis differently... I think I would be surprised if they don't have fans in seats. What do you think we're going to get from this season? Is it going to look normal? Are are we going to see fans coming? Is it going to be reduced capacity? What are are we looking forward to in 2020? Well, if the NFL had its way, then, you know, we're going to have as as close to a normal uh, season as as we possibly can. Um, You know, and I, I think you bring up a great point, too, because this isn't just a matter of, one governing body, i.e. the NFL, deciding what these teams are going to do. It's it's really about <clears throat> what each individual state allows and disallows when it comes to who can come, who can participate, who can uh, watch the games, how many people, et cetera, et cetera. So um, to, to kind of put an idea on what we're going to see now, it, it, even though it's, you know, the season's not too far away, you know, scheduled to start not too long from now. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. It changes week to week. Like, what are we going to see? I mean, I, I live down here in Florida in the Tampa area. And, it, you know, obviously Florida has been a a, a, a a hot spot, so to speak, you know, at least for the last couple of months. And, and now it's, uh, you know, you have so three NFL teams down here. Obviously, the Super Bowl was set to be played down here. We still don't really know how that's going to work. Um, you, you mentioned Los Angeles, they're, uh, preventing or might prevent people from going and watching games. So it's like, you know, we're going to talk about some areas having 20%. Um, I know the Patriots have said that if, if they, it's, it's safe and it's allowed, they will fill only up to 20% of their stadium. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, there's, there's an abundance of caution being taken, um, by everyone. And I, I think, you know, like you said, wherever you land on the side of things, um, you know, the the worst that can come out of taking, an, you know, all this extra caution is that, you know, you you took all these extra steps for nothing. I'm not saying that's that's happening. I'm just saying that, like, that's the worst that can come of it. So I'd rather, you know, take those extra precautions. Ian, we lose you? Am I here? Oh, okay. I think we lost you. Okay, sorry. I, I'm not, sorry about that. No, I was just saying, like, you know, the, the folks that... 
you know, folks like us, you know, we're not involved with the day to day information that comes right. in. You know, we get it filtered through. 27 different outlets which again they they you know it's a it's like 27 27 different games of telephone you don't know exactly what you're supposed to take and believe and trust and all this stuff i mean i i tend to uh, I, I i tend to lean towards more the, the the science of it all so like of course you know i i i'd rather take the precautions but again i mean who knows uh, everyone's different everyone's going to make different decisions so we're just going to see a really uh strange but comforting season i think i mean i i do think ultimately the season will be played um there's going to be some some obstacles to to overcome but um whether that has fans or not in the stands i i, I don't know but i'd rather you know at the end of the day it's about the product on the field you know and and yeah at the very least that looks like we're going to get it so and i'm pretty yeah. happy about that no I, i'm very happy about it as well i i just think it's i think it's going to be weird i mean like you know if, if and let's just talk about the nfc south i think Carolina and Georgia are a little bit more left-leaning than, say, mm-hmm. New Orleans and um, New Orleans and Florida. Okay, mm-hmm. just what it is. So I think New Orleans and Florida, Los Angeles or Louisiana and Florida. I think those stadiums will be it, maybe not one hundred percent full, but I think they're going to be more full than Carolina Stadium. Or mm-hmm. Atlanta Stadium. And, like, I mean, the, the Chargers, let's talk about that. Like, the Chargers, let's say they don't have fans. That literally might actually be an advantage to them because now they're not playing an away game, mm-hmm. you know, 16 times a season. They're only doing it eight times a season. So, like, it, you know, I look at this. How much is one team being allowed to, let's say the Falcons are, let's say the Saints are allowed to have 50% capacity and the Panthers are only allowed to have 20% capacity? Do you think. This is going to have any impact on a team's previous home field advantage. Because, like, in, you know, years past, the Saints have one of the best home field advantages in the league. The Falcons, past several years, really haven't. But how how big of an impact is that going to play? Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's going to play as big of an impact as I think people think. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's going to be some adjustment to the... You know, just the, the environment. There's some teams like, you know, you talk about going into Kansas City or going into Seattle and and how loud it can be. And, and yeah, that yeah. has an effect on the offense. But I, I think the effect is going to be felt across the league. So I don't think there's any going to be any significant advantage one way or the other. I think it's going to balance out pretty well. And, you, you know, again, the good teams are the good teams. I mean, they, you know, Seattle isn't a great team because they have a loud fan base. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, they're yeah, a great yeah. team because they were a great team. I mean, it's nice and, and you know, it's great to have that, that passionate fan base because it certainly adds to the product and it adds to the um, entertainment and the environment. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you're, you know, you're going to have a good football team if you have good players and good coaching and regardless of who, who the fans are. I mean, think, think about the, uh, the, some of the best teams in the league and they go on the road and don't have a problem. You know, they don't have fans there. I mean, some yeah. might, but, Certainly, they're they're drastically out uh, uh, outvoiced by the the home team. So, I, I again, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue for many of these teams, or at least the good teams. 
Yeah, I, I don't think this is a thing that affects, you know, win-loss records per se. But, I mean, let's take gambling into, you know, into this discussion. Okay, so like the Saints, to most gamblers, if you have a New Orleans home game, they have a one and a half point advantage. So like if you start the line at zero, you automatically move the meter over Saints minus 1.5 just because of the home field mm-hmm. advantage. And then you make your adjustments based on rosters, coaching, everything else. Um, that's where I think this is going to get really, really interesting is I don't think... I don't think betting lines and whether you go over, whether you go under, or whether you're going to bet this team to cover, whatever, I think that's going to be just a complete field day this year because how, what's the Saints, how, how far mm-hmm. is that line if the Saints are only at, you know, 50% capacity versus 100% capacity? Is mm-hmm. it still a point and a half? Is it like, I, I mean, I just think there's so many different takeaways from this thing. It's going to be a really interesting season. Um, so one of the things I want to get to is there was this article by Bill Barnwell from ESPN um, a little over a week ago, and we talked about this last week, but he ranked all 32 teams' um, offensive weapons. And I thought mm-hmm. it was really interesting. So he's got the ba- the Bucks as the first best team in the NFC South. They are fourth in the league. And then here's mm-hmm. where it gets interesting. Fifth is the Panthers. Sixth is the New Orleans Saints. And then the Falcons come in at 12th. So before I, I even give you my thoughts on this, let me ask you, is there any part of that 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 you would disagree with? Um, you know, I would have to I, I'd be I, I was kind of surprised uh, that the Panthers were ahead of the Saints. Not that let's say the Panthers don't have talent because I, I, I just happen to think that the, <laughs> the NFC South, I think, has perhaps the, the best collection of offensive talent you know as a division i think in the entire league if you add it all up so like there's no shortage of talent in this pool and it and it shows by the rankings i mean you're four teams and what the top 10 so yeah. um yeah i don't i don't, I don't want to say i'm surprised I, I i guess i'd be a little surprised that the saints aren't ranked ahead of the panthers but i mean when you're talking five and six i mean the the difference is negligible but um it just really goes to show again like i just said how how uh uh just flush with this division is and it's going to be fun to to watch it play out ultimately throughout the season yeah no i i mean i i think it is um i would here's where i would push back on this a little bit i still think the saints have the best weapons in in the league um or in the in the division rather not not in the whole league um i don't think anybody's passing the chiefs at least for the next couple of years in that regard but i i do think the saints have the best weapons right now in the nfc south and the reason i think that is because these guys have been around for a while mm-hmm. and then you just added emmanuel sanders into the mix and you just added jared cook into the mix which is great right so i think there's a chemistry piece to all of this that the saints have that the rest of this division just does not have and i love the bucks mm-hmm. weapons but i don't know what i get from gronk this year i think he's gonna be mm-hmm. good madden apparently thinks he's gonna be incredible yes, he, um, <laughs> right but like i don't know what i get from him um you know i i love mike evans I don't know how he and Brady mesh. I mean, Brady in the past usually takes a couple of years to come around to players. So this, the biggest pushback I would have to this is I would have the, the Saints at four, Bucks at five, Panthers at six. But I do think, you know, it's interesting. Like the, the rest, everybody else in the media keeps trying to tell me 
that the Panthers are like a four-win team because their weapons are bad. And everybody keeps telling me that Cam Newton never had any good weapons. Yet, I see this. Everybody's is like, yeah, you know, fifth in the league in offensive weapons. They've got DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. They've got Christian McCaffrey. You know, now you add in Robbie Anderson. Like, yeah, they're fifth in the league. Why, why are we still on... These two trains of thought that Cam Newton never had weapons, A, and B, that the Panthers are just a four-win team. I look at the Panthers. I think they're really much closer to an eight- or nine-win team this year. Well, I think I, 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 a lot of it's uncertainty and not in the talent of Teddy Bridgewater. I think everyone understands, you know, realized he's a, he's a really talented player, really good player. Um, yeah. but there, there's uncertainty and, and sometimes the unknown can, can cause you to pause. And, and I think that's where you're at because you see a team that's going through a transition and you, you also have to put it up relative to their division because I don't think, you know, the, the Panthers could be a really good team, but I don't think anyone believes that they're going to finish outside of maybe third or fourth in the division. I, I, and I don't think that's a disrespectful thing to say to the team. No. I just think the saints, the bucks and, and perhaps even the Falcons are, are just, better right now and that's that's fine i mean that's not a, that's you know that's probably a good thing for the panthers because they're a team that's you know going to wait those guys out because you know you have the bucks who have tom brady um two years is 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 maybe what you have out of them i mean, I mean again i never want to bet against tom brady but you know <laughs> two years i think that's a safe bet anything more than that then again i mean then then we're talking about god status uh <laughs> drew drew Brees, i think he's done after this year um I mean, that's just I, I, you know, I thought he was close to being done before this season. Um, I think certainly after this year, he's he's going to be gone. Um, and then Matt Ryan, who's the youngest of the three of those, but still, you know, not <clears throat> incredibly young himself. I mean, he's getting up to that upper upper uh, level of age when it comes to veteran quarterbacks. So all of a sudden you have a Panthers team that's young, that has a, a, a great running back who has, uh, like I said, I believe a really good quarterback. I, I think we're going to find out for sure. And good young weapons around them so all of a sudden the panthers are a team that like yeah they may finish fourth in the division this year but they may be set up the best for the future you know depending on how things play out over the next couple of years especially yeah. especially if uh the salary cap is is pretty much far lower than than what's being anticipated so teams that like the saints like you know perhaps the bucks depending on how they spend their money next year uh, may be in some tight cap spaces that they didn't anticipate because of the pandemic. So, um, but the Panthers aren't. So there you go. <laughs> well, and we we saw last year what a young and like I, people keep telling me the Panthers are tanking. I'm like, you cannot look at this roster and keep no. telling me they're tanking. They're they're definitely not doing that. But I mean, let's take Miami last year, which is a team that I think won five games, but they were great last eight games of the season. Miami is a much much younger version with. Out a star running back without a it last year they did not have a quarterback they've got one now but they didn't have one last year and that was a team that you could watch and actually see a whole lot of promise like I watched the Dolphins play about four games last year and every single mm-hmm. time I watched them I'm like okay well they're not going to win today they're not going to beat out New England although they did you know next to last game of the season but that you can definitely see where this team is headed and I think the Panthers. I, I think they're going to have some surprise wins. I don't think they're going to win more than nine games this year. I think they're. I think they're going to. I mean, now we've got seven teams getting into the playoffs. I think they're going to be somewhere between seventh to ninth in the NFC. But that's not a bad thing. If you're seventh to ninth in the NFC and you show promise, 
Like, could I not make the argument, Ian, that with, you know, Brady only having a couple years, Matt Ryan, he's he's 34. I don't think he's got that much longer. Breeze, like you said, retiring probably at the end of this year. Could I not make the argument that if we're projecting years into the future that the Panthers are set up better than any team in this division? Well, yeah, exactly. And 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 look, that that's not to say you can't predict what's going to happen down the road. The Bucks could end up drafting a, a a quarterback or bringing in someone else that that takes over for Brady and maybe Jameis Winston, you know, puts it all together with with the Saints, who knows. But, you know, on paper right now, yeah, you got to anticipate that, you know, the Panthers are kind of playing the long game. It wouldn't honestly it wouldn't be smart for them to try to, you know, go all in and compete this year it would it would be foolish really because it could set them back i mean why you know be a little patient do it the right way and all of a sudden you you know you're set up while these other teams are transitioning to new quarterbacks all of a sudden you can sit there and run the division for several years in a row because well you have your quarterback you have your coach you have your running back you have a good team around them and you know yeah opportunities the opportunity is there so um, so here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break here. Um, and then on the other side of this break, I want to get to the Atlanta Falcons. I want to talk to Ian about is Dan Quinn, is he actually on the hot seat? So we're taking a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the full press coverage Panthers podcast. We'll be right back. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back live here on the, well, I guess, I mean, we're live for some. We're not live for everybody, especially if you're listening to us in your car. Um, by the way, I've got really exciting news coming here at the end of the podcast, um, which uh, I think Ian knew I was going to break here. 
Um, but we're going to do it with him and uh, get, get his reaction to it. Something he already knows about, but I'm excited about it. So we're going to get to that here at the end, so stay tuned for that. Um, Ian, let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this was a team that last year, first half of the league, it, like their their season, it, you could not, if you, I said tell of two halves, like there, there's not a better description than that. I mean, first half of the season, one of the worst teams in the league. Second half, the, half of the season, arguably one of the best teams in the league. So here's what I want to get to. With, with the way they ended the year, how much of what we can expect in 2020 is them building off of how they ended the year or how much of 2020 is going to be about the issues they had at the start of last year? Um. I mean, it depends. I mean, I think there's a lot of wild cards, too. I mean, we just I don't know if you saw recently, but Todd Gurley had mentioned um, potentially not playing next season if there isn't a solid plan in place. So that could certainly uh, that I missed. Yeah, that I just read that this morning. So like, you know, that and that that could certainly throw a, a, a curve in what the Falcons do now, of course. I mean, the running back isn't the be all end all. But um, look, I, I think Matt Ryan has been probably the most underrated and underappreciated quarterback um of probably the last 10 years uh oh man just, that, I, that is uh, like a that is like a knife going deep into my abdomen i hate and, that and, take and, <laughs> and, and 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 i i you know i understand a lot of people that hate and hate uh, the falcons probably disagree and 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 maybe i'm throwing them a bone because hey I'll, I'll throw you a bone here too and say, hey, he did blow a 28-3 lead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, her, yeah. He was a part of it. Um, but, you know, when you when you look at every quarterback metric, every list, every this, that, and the other, you know, his, his name always sneaks right up in there. And, and he, he isn't talked about among the, uh, you know, some of the very best in the league. And, and you know, I guess for good reason, because there are quarterbacks better than him. Obviously, Brady's been better. I think Aaron Rodgers has been a better quarterback than him, Drew Brees. But that's not, again, that's not an insult. You know, these are some of the best quarterbacks of this generation, one of which I believe is the greatest of all time. So, you know, sometimes his skill gets lost in the mix. So I, I do think there's a, a mix between what we saw from the Falcons last year. And, and I think I mentioned, or at least that, that came across a little bit when I was talking about them earlier and where the, where the Panthers might finish in this division, because I do think that the, 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 the Falcons have good talent, but sometimes it just doesn't come together like it should. And I, I think the Falcons are a team that get you know they're they're very vulnerable to some very bad starts and very bad stretches, and I think that ultimately is going to do them in. So, um, can they avoid that? Can they, you know, be a team that? Yeah, they've been together for a while, so maybe not having preseason games is going to help them early on. Maybe it gets them a couple extra wins and and throws them into the mix into the division. But um, ultimately, I think you're going to get a kind of mixed bag of what you got last year, and, and you know maybe a ten win season at at best for the Falcons. But you know, I don't know. I, I started out talking pretty positively about <clears throat> Matt Ryan, but <laughs> it took a hard turn <laughs> south, uh, uh, pretty quickly. But yes, I don't it know, did. Just, they're they're hard for me. They're just such a hard team to to pinpoint because you know, despite all the talent, they can underperform. And I mean, I, I, I okay, so I don't I don't hate Matt Ryan. I I don't. I, when I hear people say this doesn't really happen anymore, but back when they went to the Super Bowl and played the Patriots, people were telling me that this is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I'm like, no, 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 guys. He got a really, really good offensive coordinator. He's had one incredible year that is a standalone year. 
compared to everything else he's done. He's had one really bad year. He's had one really great year. I'm not going to hold the one really bad year against him. I'm not going to hold the one really great year. I'm not going to take that and say he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think he's been an above average franchise Mm -hmm. quarterback that any franchise should be happy to have. But I've never thought of him as an elite tier one quarterback in this league. Now, all of that said, let me ask you this. Does Dan Quinn, do you think he keeps his job at the end of this year? Because I, I got to be honest, and I'll get to it, I think Dan Quinn's gone at the end of this year. I think he is too, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if, if you talk to a lot of Falcons fans, a lot of uh, people that follow the team, it's pretty split. Um, you know what I mean? A lot of people are really, like love Dan Quinn. And, you know, I again, I don't follow the team as closely as they do, so I, I don't, you know, maybe pick up on some of the nuances, but... Um, ultimately I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think he's going to be gone. I just don't see how you can continue to, I don't know, underachieve. Uh, well, what's, but, what's the line here? Like what, what's the, what's the number of, what does he need to do this year to save his job? For me, I think he has to get to the playoffs and I think the defense has to be improved. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that's that's fair, and 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 you probably got to figure du- close to double digit wins. Um, you know, I put them around ten wins. You know, yeah. at the at the best, and I think that 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 would be enough to keep him. Um, obviously, if they, you know, four or five wins next season, I, I think he should be gone. But then again, you know, maybe maybe they're taking a, a page out of the Browns' uh, management book and just going to hold on to him forever and ever, and we'll see. But. Um, I, I don't think if I were running, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm here, I'm not running an NFL franchise, but if I were, I don't think I would ever take a page out of the Browns management handbook. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, I, I'm with you, I'm with you, I just can't speak for everyone else. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I think he's going to be gone after this, excuse me, after this year. Um, excuse me, uh, but I don't, I don't know, I mean, a real... It really depends on what the Falcons do this season. If they have a 10-win season and make the playoffs, I don't think he's going to be gone. I mean, here's I think- here's my thing. Like, you you add in Todd Gurley, and that's what everybody's talking about. Well, Todd Gurley really hasn't looked good since the first half of the 2018 season. Like, yeah. he just has not looked good. I've often said, like, when, when he went out, I honestly said, I don't know that this is necessarily as medical as, it, as much as it is. I don't know that he's fully committed. And because there were issues like this when he was at Georgia, for those that follow college football, there were questions about his commitment level there. And it's interesting that you bring up COVID because I think, and again, I'm not saying, I've got absolutely no judgment for anybody who doesn't want to play because of COVID. Like, I I totally, totally, totally get it. But considering his history specifically, that feels an awful lot like like, like, the, like the, the kid who doesn't want to go to school because a couple of his classmates got sick. And so he also thinks, oh, well, if they're sick, then I'm just going to say I'm sick, so I'm not going to go to school. It seems like it's, he's really just using this as an excuse to not play rather than he's actually worried, and I'm just basing that off of the history from Todd Gurley. I don't think this is a playoff team because you lost Austin Hooper. Um, mm-hmm. You've lost Russell Cage. Um, I'm sorry, you, you, you've lost Austin Hooper. You've lost Mohamed Sanu. So now Russell Cage and Hayden Hurst go to replace them respectively. So like literally to me, it's just Julio Jones and I guess you really hope Calvin Ridley works out. I mean, there, it looks mm-hmm. promising initially, but haven't really seen it since. Um, 
And and now you you lose Devontae Freeman, who you haven't had the past couple of years. But the biggest question about this team has been the defense the past two years. And Dan Quinn's a defensive guy. So if they go 8-8 eight and eight and the defense sucks, well, it's like, well, what is Dan Quinn doing yeah. here? Right? <laughs> like, if it's one thing to go 8-8 eight and eight and the defense is like number one in the league, like in Chicago. Like, great defense. We know why they're terrible. Mitch Trubisky. But with Atlanta... <laughs> I can't figure it out. Like, how do you have a defensive head coach and a bad defense, right? Yeah, it's like, what what is it you do here? You know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and in that case, that's what I'm saying. If, if if they have another season where it's just men and middle of the pack and bat poor, then yeah, he has to be gone. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Arthur Blank-Dan uh, Quinn relationship is pretty strong, so that might afford him a little bit more uh, uh, leeway, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, and listen, I'm a big fan of Arthur Blank. I just, I just look at this whole situation, and I, I don't see any way Dan Quinn survives here because I don't think this team's getting to the playoffs. Um, I, I think, like, if you're asking me, I think the Falcons are a better team than the Panthers, but I think they have a far lower floor than the Panthers do, and I think the Panthers have a far higher ceiling than the than the Falcons do. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk long term. Let's go Saints here for a minute. Um, Saints bring in Jameis Winston. Now we were told before they brought in Jameis Winston that the plan at quarterback for the next for the foreseeable future is Taysom Hill, which is something I just didn't buy at all. Uh, ironically, I probably buy that more than I buy that Jameis Winston is the answer here for the next several years. So let me ask you: Drew Brees retires at the end of this year. Who's the quarterback for the Saints? Uh, you know, I gotta I gotta think it's probably Jameis Winston. Maybe really? I, I mean I don't know. I mean I. I Look, I, I'm not. I, Jameis is a is a fascinating quarterback, mostly because of the the, the fans that he has and doesn't have. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, He's just it's, an anomaly. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, like, I mean, people will go to their grave defending this guy. And and look, I mean, I I think he's got a you know a a, a lot of talent. Um, whether or not he can put it all together, you know, we'll see. And and look, that you know, you can't just blame everything around him all the time for why he's doing it. There's not this like grand conspiracy to try to kick him out of the league. It's just not true. So I look at like, okay, he's he he's had some good talent around him. Um, he has a big arm. He he's like I said, he's he's a good quarterback. But you know, this idea that he's like the most disrespected and no one ever takes him seriously. I mean, no, it's it's ridiculous when you when you're comparing, uh, you know a number of yards thrown in your first like 20 games to, to someone who did it, you know, 25 years ago that no, that just doesn't add up. There's a very different, um, it's a very different, <clears throat> it just era of football being played and, and being produced between those two. So that you got to take those things into context and not completely, uh, you know, go all in with the numbers. But I do think that on, on a team coached by Sean Payton, something that I, I believe Drew Brees has, has certainly, uh, benefited from not, take anything away i'm not using that as a negative but being coached by a very offensive minded coach with 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 a a commitment to to supplying the team with weapons i mean look you put a you put a quarterback on a team with guys like michael thomas and and i as much as he just complains about literally everything and he he drives me absolutely nuts he's still (laughs) a really good quarter uh uh, wide receiver um you know madden i think ragged him a little too high but whatever that's that's a discussion for another day uh but but still you have that you have manuel sanders and traditionally you've had some really good offensive players come and go throughout new orleans and you know you you put Jameis winston around that he he you know 
ticks back those interceptions a little bit, then you know, hey, he could he could have a pretty good little run there in in, in New Orleans. So, um, and and at the end of the day, I just don't know who Taysom Hill is. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. I, I like I've seen him throw fifteen NFL passes, <laughs> like yeah. and come in and and make some catches and do some some funky things, but that's not what a quarterback does. What does a quarterback do? Well, they they quarterback the team, they quarterback the offense, they they direct the offense, they they basically run an entire aspect of the football team um and that's not what Taysom Hill does he comes in for some gimmick plays and he succeeds well how does that translate to quarterback play well I don't know I really don't know the Saints probably know more than I do but even then I <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know <laughs> so well, it, I, it just it feels like and... it when Sean Payton talked about Taysom Hill and talked about the future it honestly felt to me it, it felt like the classic Belichick oversell. Like, I'm going to talk yeah. this guy up and just hype him up because I know if I just keep saying positive things, I'm going to get this really, really good trade. And, and that, to me, I think Belichick is a much better coach than he is a GM, but that is one of the genius parts of his GM brain that I think he's just been so much better than every other coach is he will make every, it will make everybody believe that he has the next great one sitting behind Tom Brady, and it's just never been the case. I mean, he made he, he made me believe that Ryan Mallett would be a franchise quarterback for like a you know fifteen years, and of course you know that that didn't last long either. But that's kind of what I felt like with us too. Um, my thing with Taysom Hill is this kid's twenty nine years old. Like we think he's fresh out of college, he's really not. He's two years older than Teddy Bridgewater. So Brady, let's just say Breeze retires this year. Taysom Hill's your go your guy. Well, you're going to start him at age 30. Uh, like, norm, uh, most quarterbacks, you know, by age 35, 36, you start to see a pretty substantial decline. Like, are you really committed to a guy long term when you just look at the age and you know, hey, in five to six years, he's going to be past most quarterbacks prime? Like, that's my concern with him. Well, and, and look, I agree. I mean, like, what? <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, how do you... Um... You know how do you how do you project what he's going to do when you don't really have anything to base it on? And and right. look again, I mean the, the Saints coaching staff they're they're obviously evaluating him uh, day in and day out, and maybe they know something we don't. But to me, I, I'm with you. I feel like this is just a bit of an oversell, and it just doesn't seem right. Like I said, I mean if if all things consider are equal, and and say Jameis comes in and is has a, you know can be an option to be the starter, well. You know, he, he might be a good option. And, and again, I mean, I, it could blow up in their face. He could throw another 25, 30 interceptions and, and it will be all for naught. And they'll basically be, you know, be the Bucks. But, um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Jameis does take to it and, and does take to learning and does learn well behind uh, 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 Drew Brees and, and Sean Payton and, and around the, the, the team that he's on. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's that's I I, ha- I do think he will do well and maybe this will help him get a job elsewhere. But uh, it, to me, it just it seems too natural of a transition, even if it doesn't ultimately work out for the Saints to go from um, Drew Brees to, you know, a former first overall pick somewhat yeah. similar to what the Patriots are doing. Do I do I know if it's going to work out? I have no clue. But if Cam's healthy and Jarrett Stidham's healthy based on what I know, well, guess what? You know, I'll 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 see what we got out of Cam. Who knows? Maybe he like maybe he takes to Belichick coaching. Maybe he takes to the uh the Patriots environment and and thrives. Does it, you know, is he going to repeat 2015? I I doubt it. But if he gives you a, a, a solid season from the quarterback position, all of a sudden the Patriots are a pretty good team that, that probably end up winning that division just because of 
the rest of the talent around him and the coaching. So we'll yeah. see. And, well, and, I, I think I think Cam. I, I don't think you're ever going to see 2015 Cam again. No. And everybody keeps trying to tell me that Cam's this Hall of Fame quarterback, and then they show me a highlight from 2015, and it's like, again, he had one great year where the Panthers coaching staff was absolutely amazing. The defense was incredible. Like, just every piece you could possibly imagine came together. The Saints were terrible. The Bucks were terrible. The Falcons couldn't get their crap together. And the Panthers were just amazing. Like that, that, those pieces don't always fall into place. And with Cam, you know, all of those pieces had to fall into place. I think he can be really, really good. But my biggest question is for him, like, what's his health going to be like? Because he's only had one complete season since 2015. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, and then of course you're going to put Jared Stidham in and I watched Jared Stidham played in college. Nice kid. He's got a decent arm. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let, let me ask you this. All right. So let's do this. I want you to go and you got to be completely honest with me. And I, I don't want any Buccaneers bull crap right now. No, <laughs> no bucks BS. I want you to go one through four. Tell me, tell me who wins the division, who finishes second, who finishes third, who finishes fourth. And give me an idea of what you think the records will be. Well, look, and, and this isn't BS because um, if, if anyone's ever talked to me or if has ever known go. me, uh, knows that I have, <laughs> I, I would I would put the life of myself and and my closest family members uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. In, in, in Tom Brady's hands if that's what it meant if if it meant saying okay you had to pick one person to basically win a win a game to save the lives of your family it's Tom Brady so <clears throat> with that Ian said, Ian hold on I, I, I think we have gone from bias <laughs> to total it, it, uh, total yeah. infatuation at this point. No, hey, I, okay. I'll, I'll completely admit it. There, there is a, a sense of infatuation and a, a, a man crush of sorts on him, and I, I will never hide behind that. But look, I, I got the evidence to back me up. You know what I mean? It's, this isn't just out of the out of the blue. So okay. I put, and 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 this is the this is the thing. I, I have a lot of respect for the Saints. I do think they're a good team. I think Tom Brady's better quarterback than Drew Brees. A lot of people may not agree with me, but I'm, I'm sorry, that's that's the case. I mean, Drew's not going to get the benefit of missing five games to, to stay healthy and fresh, you know, for the stretch run. We saw in 2018 how it gradually sank throughout the end of the season and, and of course, it ended poorly for the Saints. So at the end of the day, I, I when it comes to the Bucks versus the Saints, I just look at the quarterback. And I think Brady's a better quarterback than Drew Brees. And ultimately, I think he's going to have a phenomenal season with this team now it, it might start a lot slower than i originally anticipated especially without preseason games but i think the addition of gronk uh, not at his you know peak but even at a 75 percent version of himself which i think you will get given his time off and able to rest and heal his body um is is going to help offset some of those struggles early on because well gronk and tom they have they have this incredible connection that they're going to be fine and i think that's going to help uh balance things out on offense you know with that said i i think ultimately they're going to be the best team in the division so i think the bucks are going to win i put them at about 12 wins uh the saints about the same maybe 11 because again you know you, you it's tough to get two teams that high up uh in terms of win totals but i i do think that these two teams are going to be kind of duking out literally from week one when they play each other um and then look i you know what i and maybe this is to appease your listeners and maybe this is just to maybe take a shot in the dark but you know what i i think we're gonna put the put the panthers third because this conversation we've had over and over about the falcons <laughs> has, <Yeah. laughs> has made me less 
confident in 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 in, in what I, I I believe they can do, and I didn't have a lot of confidence in them to begin with. So um, I'll put the Panthers at third. I, I you know eight wins, nine wins, I think is a, a good benchmark. Um, I do think that they might lose uh, both the Falcons and the Panthers might lose probably maybe some close games to the other two teams in the division. So I think that the, the win total is going to be, it's not going to reflect how good the team's going to be. Um, and then ultimately I think probably the Falcons fall in around six or seven wins. So, you know, yeah. bottom of the bottom of the barrel, but um yeah, I, I'm. I'm st- the, the more we talk on this episode, the less I <laughs> feel confident about the Falcons. So I got the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. And Ian, I may not be great at a lot of things, but depressing Falcon fans—that's one thing <laughs> I'm really, really good at. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm I'm with you because look, I I any opportunity, and I love when these these three numbers come in 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 order: the two, the eight, and the three. Whenever it pops up, I feel like it happens a lot. <laughs> I feel like it happens a lot. It's like if you ever watched Lost back in the day, you always felt like the number 108 always used to pop up. It just, it just <laughs> always happened. In this case, 28 to 3 always pops up, and uh, I'll never I'll never uh, miss an opportunity to remind Falcons. <laughs> well, so I mean, so you've got you've got Bucks one. You you think they're going to win 12 games? Saints two. You got them at 11. Panthers three, eight eight wins, and then Falcons. Uh, you've got fourth at six wins. So interesting thing about eight wins this year: we're going from six teams making the playoffs in each conference to seven teams now getting in. Um, I think I, I think you probably you know in the past you probably need ten wins to get into the playoffs, but you could get in with nine. I think now that we go into seven teams, you probably need nine wins to get in, but you might be able to get in with eight. And so I I think eight and eight. That means Panther fans are like you're in the mix all year long. Now, if I was doing this, I would say, go ahead. I was going to say the only problem is the NFC is just really, oh, really, <laughs> really stacked. Yeah. Or but at I least mean, on the paper. The thing is, though, is Ian, I could make an argument against every one of these teams in the NFC. You say Bucks, I'll say chemistry. You say Saints, I'll say, well, what has Drew Brees done? You know, no, you know, November through the rest of the year, and also he missed five games last year. If you want to say. 49ers, well, we know that the Super Bowl runner-up generally lags off the next year. Like, there's data to prove that. Um, I love Seattle, but outside of Russell Wilson, what are they? Cardinals, too young. I love the Vikings, but Kirk Cousins after a 1 o'clock game, which they've got a lot of them this year, I'm not going to bet on that. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not betting on him either because I don't know if he can even make it throughout the whole year. So, I mean, like, literally, you could give me... And then the NFC East, I mean, just the whole division, just put it in the garbage can. It's complete trash. Like, I yep. think the Eagles probably win it, but forget forget the rest. Um, but, I mean, like, I, there's, there's a lot of good things about the NFC. Like, you are right. There's a lot of promising things. There's a lot of really good teams, but... I, also, I think every team is vulnerable in this conference. No, that's a, and that, that's a good point. You brought up some some great point, and and that's the thing. It's like we're all we're anticipating what we expect them to do, and as we know, the NFL season is it's not about what we expect people to do; it's what happens and what versus right. what we actually expected. And that's generally how you have to look at it at the end of the year. Like, okay, this is where I was wrong, uh, weeks <laughs> one through seventeen, and this is where I was right. Um, never. <laughs> so, you know, that's, <laughs> You know, that's that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, boy. I mean, this this just the NFL is very very topsy turvy. Um, except, I mean, you know, past fifteen years, we've known that the Patriots are going to be in the mix. Um, past twenty years, really. Uh, my my picks on this, I think the Saints win the division, Ian. 
And I, I just, I think chemistry is way too important this year in particular. This year to me, if you're going to pick one word to describe the 2020 season, I think it has to be chemistry. Um, not that it's everything, but I think when you're looking at, you know, the Saints and the Bucks, I don't, th- I think it's inches. I don't think it's feet. And I think that chemistry just propels the Saints a little bit too much for me. I think they're going to win 11 games. I think the Bucks are going to be really, really good. But I think it's going to be from October on. I think September they're going to struggle. So I've got them at 10. Um, I like the Panthers a lot. I also have them right at 8 wins. And then the Falcons I think are going to be a really, really tough out. Because Dan Quinn is fighting for his job. I think these players are going to... I think the Falcons are going to play harder than everybody else. But I just think defensively they were terrible last year. I don't think they've solved any of those issues. We don't know what they're going to get with their running game. And Matt Ryan is not a guy that can get you to the playoffs throwing 40 times a game. I mean, let's face it, most quarterbacks, even Mahomes, he doesn't want to do that. So I, I'm not going to put my money on Matt Ryan. Only the greatest quarterback of all time will do that and have a winning record. I just want to throw it out there. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm just saying whenever, whenever there's a statistic about, you know, uh, throwing, but Brady doesn't uh, want to do that. I mean, Brady can win doing that, but he would much prefer to be able to hand it off to, you know, a Sonny Michelle or whoever, you know, 15, 20 times a game and not have to be the guy every play, right? I would, I would think so. Or he's just a psychotic uh, competitor who would, <laughs> who would throw it, throw the ball 65 times if he was asked. But no, no, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just like, again, I just got to throw my little Tom Brady tidbits out no, there when I, I can. I mean, I think you're right. I think Brady, again, Brady to me, he is, the reason he's been so great is because he is by far the most coachable player the league has ever had. Any position, I don't think there's anybody, at least that I know of, that's been more coachable than him. And that doesn't make him a system quarterback. That just means if you tell him what you want him to do, he will go out and execute it to perfection. And Mm -hmm. even people who want to do that, most aren't capable of doing that. Um... But, I mean, most quarterbacks in this league, you know, back to my point, most quarterbacks in this league, they don't want to throw it more than 30 times a game, really. So if Matt Ryan's hitting 35, 40, 45 passing attempts a game, I think late in the year, the Falcons are just going to be a complete disaster. And, again, they'll be a tough out. They're going to win some games early. I think they'll look promising. I just do not buy this roster and them being able to make it through a 16-game season. So I, I think the Falcons are going to be right at seven wins, fourth in the division. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, any closing thoughts here before I get to this big announcement? No, uh, well, I, I think we I think we touched on uh, just about everything. Like I said, I got my Tom Brady tidbits in there, so I'm 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 good. Let's let's hear the big announcement. You know, I, listen. Whenever I bring Ian on, you have to like when you're planning the show. Um, which, to be honest with you guys, I, there wasn't. A ton of wasn't as much planning going into today as normal, um, but you always kind of have to leave. You have to pick your spots of where you're going to let Ian get his Brady comments out of the way and get his <laughs> infatuation out of the way. You just you understand it and you move on and it's okay. Um, all right, so here's here's the big announcement. I'm really really excited to do this. So you guys may remember about three months ago we brought on a guy named Ben King, one of my good friends. Uh, we talked about Derek Brown and the upcoming draft. It was really fun. Ben King and I 
are huge college football fans, so we are starting a podcast called Moneyline. This is the ultimate podcast if you like to bet on college football, and we are so excited to bring it to you on behalf of Full Press Coverage. And Ian, I want to say thank you for letting us do this. It's going to be really, really cool. So that will debut one week from today. Now, Panther fans, I'm not going anywhere. So don't think, oh my gosh, she's not doing the Panthers podcast. No, we're doing it. Um, but we're also going to be doing Moneyline. Um, and I'm really, really excited about it. So make sure that should, should be live probably sometime in the next few days, right, Ian? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have it up there. Everyone will be able to uh, subscribe and, and anticipate the uh, the premiere episode. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So make sure you follow us, uh, Full Press Coverage on Twitter. You can follow me, Sweet Sweat CJ. As soon as it is live, um, we're going to start broadcasting that so you guys can get that downloaded onto your phones or computers, iPads, however you guys listen to us, um, get that downloaded there. And then um, you guys can catch my friend Ian Monday through Friday on Sportscaster, C-A-S-T-R, dot com slash full press coverage he does fpc radio live ian what time in the morning is that uh well we've been starting at 9 a.m but shortly we're going to get back to our 8 30 to 10 a.m time slot you know with sports starting up it's um oh yeah you know it, it makes yeah it, there, there's much more stuff to cover you know during during this dead period is it was a lot of a lot of time to fill so we, we talked a lot of tv a lot of music a lot of just random nonsensical things but hey that's what well, we that- do we like to have fun in the morning that's what everybody's doing these days right now. There's not too much sports to talk about. But listen, 8.30, Monday through Friday, you guys need to be on sportscaster.com slash full press coverage. You can watch Ian and the whole gang there um, talk, talk about all that stuff. It is a great show. You can watch it while you're um, starting your day out for work. Um, love that show. Um, so make sure you guys go there. And then also, if you have not done this already, and if you haven't done it, because I like literally, I keep preaching this every episode. If you haven't done it, let me know. Give me your address. I will drive over to to your place, smack you upside the head with your phone, and then download it for you. But you need to download the Full Press Coverage app onto your phone. That is where you can get all of our articles, all of our podcasts, everything. It is a really, really cool app to have. Ian, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me, my friend. Always, always. I'll be happy to come on all, all season and talk about Bucks, Panthers, and uh, trash on the uh, Falcons. Hey, hey, that, that's what we're here for, man. <laughs> hey, week two, week two, it's Panthers at Bucks. Um, that's right. And so you, sh- you should know this, too. So, all right, um, I, and I grew up a Redskins fan. Like, my whole family, diehard Redskins fans. And so now that they're changing the name, and again, this is, again, not, not to get into which side you fall on that, but just because they're changing the name, we've kind of lost our emotional connection to it. My family has. So we're... We're all going out on our own picking our new teams. And so my dad, um, he decided his new team is going to be the Bucks. So, and I purely think he's doing that for bandwagon reasons. Although he's 50 and he's like, you know what? I've been rooting for the Redskins for 50 years. There was about a decade where it actually made me feel good. But for, you know, 80% of the time, it's been absolutely a train wreck. So I feel like I've got the right to be a bandwagon fan. Um, so he, he's now on your side, Ian. I and, and you know what he's I welcome welcome to the fun because I watched Tom Brady <laughs> from the time I was 13 years old until currently almost 34 <laughs> and you know what I've enjoyed every single year of it even even the disappointing ones because even the disappointing ones 
resulted in, in Super Bowl appearances and, and uh, Final Four appearances. So that's that's the life of being a Brady fan. So Well, I, I can tell you that as a as a previous Redskins fan, I have always called the Patriots. They're my like the Redskins are my team during the regular season, mm-hmm. but once the playoffs start, the Patriots are my team because the Redskins aren't even there. So I have to have a team to root <laughs> for. So I've constantly just fallen defaulted to rooting for the Patriots. I've got you know a hat and shirts and all that other stuff. Um, but anyway, so all right. Well, thank you for joining us, Ian. It's been a pleasure. Panther fans, catch us next week. We will be back. This is the Full Press Coverage Panthers podcast. Y'all have a good day. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.